The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At the sight of the crowds, Jesus' heart was moved with pity for them because they were troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. Then he summoned his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to drive them out and to cure every disease and every illness. The names of the 12 apostles are these. First, Simon, called Peter, and his brother, Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother, John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas, and Matthew, the tax collector, James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon from Cana, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Jesus sent out these 12 after instructing them thus, do not go into pagan territory or enter a Samaritan town, go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, make this proclamation. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, drive out demons. Without cost you have received, without cost you are to give. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning. A very happy Father's Day to all of the fathers among us. And um, we all remember in a particular way, our, our, those of us who have lost our fathers, we remember them and, and pray that they are in the hand of God. And, and um, I'm just really grateful for fatherhood today in, in a multitude of ways. And um, so, as I said last week, I went to my friend's wedding, or my friend's son's wedding, because I'm getting old. And uh, it was just a real joy to be there with them in Arlington over the last couple of days. Uh, I did get in at 2.30 in the morning, and um, so I'm hopefully going to make it through Mass. So, so I don't have a lot of friends that are long-term friends, but my friend Ryan in Arlington, we've, I've, I met him about 30 years ago when we were both freshmen at West Point, and he was like my Catholic friend at West Point. So, uh, so we kind of met on a retreat, and then we would both go to daily mass quite a bit, and we were in a, different, a couple of different Catholic clubs together. When he got married right after graduation, I was the altar server at his wedding and uh and then i got to sort of check in with him every few years and just kind of watch him as he grew into his own fatherhood and and it was just a joy to watch him with his his oldest son who is getting married on saturday and and just to see like how he had grown over the years and 
And our other friend, Brian, who we, we've stayed in touch with, probably I've stayed in touch with him the most because my friends are very persistent friends and I'm so grateful for that. And, uh, but Brian also, I've, I've watched him and he was just the kind of guy that he's, he's always like looking for books to read and, and references and, and always striving to, always striving to, to become more and, and to become a better father for his children. And, and both of them have gone through difficult times and, and just give me a lot of inspiration and, and how they persevered and how they're always striving to better themselves in their vocation. And, and fatherhood is, is a, again, it's a, there's a particular blessing in it and, and it's a particular relationship. And as I've said often, both with fatherhood and motherhood, we understand them better when we look at them in relationship to one another. And so on Mother's Day, I think I talked about how like motherhood is is really about affirmation and presence and how how motherhood starts at conception, right? Motherhood starts at conception. There's always been an experience of our mother in our lifetime. And, And it's the kind of relationship where ever since we've been able to be aware, we were aware of our mother. Now, and I was talking to one of you before mass who's expecting a baby within the next month. And, and it's kind of this dynamic where, where the mom is very aware that she's carrying a baby around and the dad is maybe like, oh, I'm going to have a baby someday. <laughs> and like fathers wait to become fathers. Mothers are very aware of their motherhood. And, and so a father's role is to like step into that relationship between a mother and a child and to call the child forth into the world or to call the child to be more. And, and one author that I studied in grad school, he would talk about how so sort of like the father's job is to point to the future and to provide for a future and, and to sort of like call that person out into the world. So fathers call us to be more. And and so fatherhood can be exercised in the way that we go out into the world and the things that we want to do or the things that we accomplish or the mission that we go on. And in the gospel reading today, like our Lord notices that there are all these fatherless people. The sight of the crowds, his heart is moved with pity for them because they're troubled and abandoned like sheep without a shepherd. In other words, they're fatherless people. And, and so he says the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. And, and then he sends his disciples out into the world. And it's a really real moment where he goes to his disciples who have been following him, and he's been the father figure in their life. And he's now asking them to become father figures in the life of others. And he gives them authority. And so they know the authority that they've received. They've received from Jesus, who is very much their spiritual father. And then they go out and they're able to do the things that Jesus has been doing. Or really, for a lot of them, I think that what they're doing is they're doing the things that Jesus has done for them and the way that they've experienced the Lord, they're now acting that way 
towards others, which, which is really how fatherhood is transmitted. It's transmitted in relationship, and however we've experienced fatherhood in our life tends to be the way that we exercise it with others. And then he, it, Matthew goes into this detail of naming the 12. And so it says he summoned his 12 disciples, right? Those that he's been a spiritual father to. And then it says the name of the 12 apostles are because now he's sending them out to be spiritual fathers themselves. And he names them Simon called Peter, his brother Andrew, James, the son of Zebedee, his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas. And Matthew's so interesting because he, he's, he points out Matthew, the tax collector. And that's important because it means all of them are remembering what the Lord has done for them. And, and as he names them, we can remember Peter's first encounter with Jesus and how Jesus got into his boat and, and was proclaiming the gospel. And Peter was like, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. I'm not worthy of this. And then the Lord says, follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. And he does the same with James and John. And Matthew is a tax collector, but our Lord calls him anyways. And, and so what our Lord does is, is he first meets them where they're at. And it, and it is that kind of maternal kind of love or that merciful kind of love, the love that says, I love you exactly where you are. And then he calls them to be more by sending them out. And so the way that our Lord relates to them is, is both those dimensions of like that affirmation and presence and I'm here and I love you where you are and I'm calling you to be more. And I'm calling you to be more. And so for all of us who are called to fatherhood, whether natural fatherhood or spiritual fatherhood, we're all called to strive to always sort of level up in our vocations and always striving to be better. And the striving to be better comes when in the way that we experience fatherhood from God and the way that we experience our relationship with our Lord. Because many of us have had fathers who fell short, but our Lord is there to make up the difference. And it's our Lord who has always loved us exactly where we are at our worst moments. St. Paul says in his letter to the Romans, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Which means at my worst moments, our Lord looked at me and he loved me and he gave his life so I could live. And when I really come to know that and come to know how he's been with me, then, it's then that I learn to go out and be that way for others and be that way for others. And our Lord is relentless, and he has been relentless, and, and we can look at so many examples of the ways that, that he's provided for a future for us. You know, everything that's happened in our life to bring us right here to this place and this time in this parish, everything he's done for us as a parish, the people that he continues to bring into our lives. And sometimes when we forget his fatherhood, when we forget the way he is, it's, it's then that we feel disconnected or we feel lost or we feel disjointed or we feel abandoned. 
And so every time we come to Mass, we come to Mass to remember everything he's done for us. And, and once in a while, he's just really relentless in making it obvious. And, uh, and so I just want to share this one story because it was just kind of just a small thing our Lord did, and, and it, which was really important this weekend. So, um, so I said in my letter in the bulletin that today is my dad's death anniversary, um, which happened on Father's Day which makes Father's Day kind of difficult um, because it's also a time when I remember losing my father. And, and so I went, when I went down over to see my friends in Virginia, I was just feeling like I was just kind of off and disconnected and I hadn't gotten a lot of sleep. And, and when I got home, I was like, what is going on? With, oh, yeah, it's my dad's death anniversary. Like someday I'll remember all of these vulnerable moments. And, uh, and so, so I just started paying more attention to that and, uh, and I honestly haven't been to visit the cemetery in a while because uh, he's buried at Calvary. And, um, and so then it was, uh, I think it was Friday afternoon. Um, I have a spiritual directee and she was at the cemetery praying. And so she texts me and says, Father, I'm at the cemetery and I'm looking for Nathan Ron's grave and I can't find it. And so I tried to text her instructions, but if you've ever tried to text instructions, like go to the big tree and turn right, right? So, so I just said, just FaceTime me. So I FaceTime her and I'm, a, I'm like, flip your camera around and show me where you are. And, and then I'm like navigating her through to find this gravestone. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, now stop and turn around because my dad's buried right there. And I was like, point your camera down. And, and so I got to make this like little virtual visit to my dad's gravesite with this spiritual directee who just like happened to randomly, she had no idea, um, reach out to me that day. And it was just as if our Lord was just saying like, okay, like I'm still here and I've still got you and it's going to be okay. Right? It's going to be okay. And when we have eyes to see those things, like it's then that we come to understand, like that's what a father does, right? A father notices and a father's there and a father makes up the differences. And he's relentless in, right, relentless in, in the way that he lays down his life for us. And it's what he calls us to do, right? It's what we're all striving to do. And so today, let us pray, especially in thanksgiving for our own fathers, in thanksgiving for our Lord's fatherhood in our life and everything that he's done for us. And then we may continue to grow in intimacy with him. that we may reveal his love, his grace, his mercy, his relentlessness, and the way that we lay down our lives for those he's entrusted to our care.